0: hear us through your airpods or see us on your laptop how about meeting us in real life because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood oh my how much did that date just cost me you don't want to know and that's why people aren't
1: dating anymore
0: people aren't dating so what are they doing They're
1: infladating. Infladating? What's that? Well, you'll have to listen to Queer Money episode number 376 to find out. So let's get on with it.
0: You're listening to the Queer Money Podcast, personal finance with a rainbow twist. Queer Money is dedicated to financial independence,
1: financial well-being, investing knowledge, and the intersection of all things money- As an LGBTQ person. Queer Money is made possible by Capital One. Capital One believes that financial well-being includes your mental, physical, and financial health. Check out CapitalOne.com today.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Queer Money, folks. This week, we're doing another episode in our year-long series with Capital One about financial well-being. Well, it's been Um, longer than a year now, David. We're into
1: our second year of doing this,
0: (laughs) (laughs) thankfully. Right, right. And financial well-being is an important topic. It affects a lot of aspects of our lives, including our dating. Dating life, <laughs> but, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> there was a statistic out of the website. They Beautiful. did a poll, the website Plenty of Fish. No, it's not just a. Joke that's in a Lady Gaga video. It's actually a real dating website. But they found that 43% of singles are suggesting that you go on less expensive, more budget-friendly dates due to inflation.
1: Hold up. Wait a minute. Ain't number 2d fruity. All I want to do is say back in 2014, some people yes. published a book called The Four Principles of Debt-Free Life. And we pretty much suggested that to lots of people who bought our book. And weirdly enough, a lot of what we're going to recommend to you today actually came from this book. And I see is now also the popular recommendations of millennials who apparently thought of all this on their own. (laughs) Just so you know, we're giving away a copy of Four Principles of a Debt-Free Life if you're interested. Hang on to the end. We'll give you instructions on how you might be able to win a free copy. <laughs> so <laughs> we're talking
0: about inflating today. Exactly. Right? So what is
1: inflating? <laughs> inflating is going on less expensive dates due to inflation and the current economic environment. Groundbreaking. Right.
0: (laughs) Imagine that when things get expensive, you try to figure out how to cut your expenses.
1: Right. Which is, you know, we kind of had our own little micro inflation period, right? When we had our $51,000 of credit card debt. So we're like, put on the brakes. How do we get to spend time with each other, enjoy each other's company, get to know each other a little bit more because we were sort of in the more beginning phases of our relationship. That was 19 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) so well there are there are numerous ways to get to know people especially people that you're sexually and emotionally attracted to that don't necessarily require you to spend a lot of money and that's kind of what the motivation for a lot of our tips from this book came from so but basically the idea is that people are focusing on connecting rather than spending whereas for a period of time it was almost you know maybe it's it's always sort of the, the panacea of dating, or going on these exotic romantic dates, right? You know, we all want to be pretty woman, flown to Paris for a one night, for a one meal dinner with your your beau, and then fly back to L A.
0: or gal. But I think
1: that's been exacerbated too from Facebook and Instagram, right? You got to post the pictures of your dates and the meals from your dates and how much fun you're having on your date. Even actually, if even if you actually hate your date, you want your pictures to be good about
0: it. <laughs> right? Exactly. So. They, but, Date, you know you bring up a good point dating is no longer for a lot of people any act almost all activities no longer about the activity they're about what can i do to promote myself on social media with this activity. With activity right which means you're probably are spending less time actually connecting honestly we have clearly we haven't dated in a long 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 time i thought we were dating but I can't, every single day i can't imagine being at dinner or out on a rom- in a romantic environment and saying to somebody, "Hey, would you take my picture so I can post it on Instagram?" <laughs> or hold up just a second, our food just got here and I need to document this for my Instagram. Right. I think if somebody were to say that to me on a on a first date or a first couple of dates, I would be like, hmm, I know where their priorities are and it's not the person on the other side of the table. Right,
1: but if you're not following the Debt Free Guys feed on Instagram every Friday, we're doing Fabulous Food Friday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so why don't you kick us off with our five tips for maximizing inflating, David. Yeah.
0: Right. The first one is a a very simple and basic one. We came up with a term called NSE, which we, again, talk about in the book. But We talked about um, on the
1: Rachel Ray show last year.
0: Yeah. It basically means not so expensive. There are free and cheap ways to have a good time. And the reality is, is that especially, I think, as we, our lifestyles inflate, as we make more money, as we have more access to credit cards or capital, we start to increase the amount of money we're willing to spend to do the exact same thing that we mm-hmm. used to do before. The $20 bottle of wine now becomes a $25 bottle of wine or a $30 bottle of wine or a $40 bottle of wine or a $70 bottle of wine, bottle of wine when we're going out to dinner, right? Meanwhile, and- we're in dry January. <laughs> probably not to have any
1: wine, but David can't stop talking about wine.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it, 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 what's, what's interesting about this is, and we talk about it again in the book, John and I had a date night challenge and that's not how it came down. Yeah. You, well, David,
1: D- David, this is before texting. <laughs> David emailed me at work and said, can I take you on a date tonight? And I was like, yeah, it sounds fabulous. But we were in the middle of paying off our debt. And I said, well, the only contingency is that we can't spend more than $20.
0: <laughs> so continue. <David. laughs> For those of you who are just listening, John is standing or sitting here with his arms crossed and, scolding me on the fact that I screwed up. It's not sorry. It's not scolding. (laughs) Right. But anyway, the, the whole idea is, can you find a way to have fun and enjoy yourself with your prospective partner, the person or persons you're going out on a date with? And can you find a way to do this in a little bit more cost effective manner? There's a bunch of ways to do this. Obviously, some of the ones, some of these are a little bit easier and maybe have a little bit less of a speed bump, but one, two that we really kind of gravitated to when we were, when we were first dating and trying to pay off our credit card debt. Actually, we weren't really dating, but we had been together for years. We were beyond that point, but
1: we still wanted to have fun.
0: (laughs) Right. We would use various coupons, whether it was the entertainment book, which is an app that you can download now, or Groupon, or various, finding various ways to find a to be able to do the exact same activity with a discount. So can we do this activity with a discount? And I think that's one of the easiest ways. I do believe that there are a lot of people who say that they are, would be 100% okay with using a coupon, yeah. but on a date, they probably would shy away well, from
1: didn't, it. Didn't we do a poll about that on one of our social media platforms? We would, did. You, would you look down on somebody who used a, a coupon on a first date or what? An early date?
0: Yeah. We actually did a poll in the gay and fab group, which has Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook, which has hundreds of thousands of of members, and thousands of people responded to the poll. And six roughly sixty percent of people said that they would not look disfavorably if the person that they were going out on a date with were to pull out a coupon to help pay for the date. They actually said they thought it was a smart idea to help lower costs. And
1: I'll add, we used the entertainment book because we were paying off our debt before all the fancy apps and stuff like that. We used the entertainment book very heavily. We used a lot of coupons out of that. And we coupled that with fortunately at the time we were living in Denver, we coupled that with a lot of the free amenities and services that the city offered, you know, it's free museum days and whatnot. And the combination of those two things, as well as some of the other tips that we're gonna recommend here after this segment, is was really how we how we had a good time dating and had fun yeah. not only with each other but with our friends right. but a couple other things you we could do we were not dating our friends we were doing, <laughs> they, doing things socially right they wished we were yeah. <laughs> other things <laughs> other things that you could do are you know visit your neighborhood cities or landmarks city i'm sorry your neighborhood or city landmarks i think this is a good one because very often i can't tell you how many times i i migrated to denver and I would oftentimes when I had friends and family from outside of Denver come visit, we would do all go visit all the places that you're supposed to see and do while you're in Denver. And I can't tell you how many times people who were actually born and bred in Denver were like, "You have done more in Colorado than I've ever done." So, and I think it's typically the nature, you're like you're from here, I can always go to these things, but because you can always go to these things, you don't actually do those things. So, maybe check up, don't be that person who is a native to your area and and hasn't an experienced all that your, your area has to offer other things you can do are take your dogs on take your dogs for a walk or to the local dog park together take a walk with with the other person hit up a happy hour and go home with when the happy hour is actually
0: over? <laughs> that's the that's the important thing, is it right? Make sure you know when you have an exit strategy to get out of happy hour, because happy hour was one of the things that caused us to acquire a lot of debt. So whether it's one or two drinks or a certain dollar amount or a certain time, say, okay, it's time for me to get out of here because I want to make sure we don't spend more money than we need to. And the, the other thing is, is that I think a lot of people forget Capital One strives to
1: inspire a better financial path for everyone, including the LGBTQ plus community, through access to credit, tools to manage debt and product features. Digital products such as CreditWise and Eno are designed to take the stress out of money by helping you manage credit, a key source of potential stress, and stay on top of spending without worrying all the time. Sign up for CreditWise for free
0: today. To explore their local area, have your date come over to your house or apartment and then walk in your area. What's in within walking distance? Since so many of us in the queer community live in urban areas, explore your area, show your date, what your neighborhood is like, find those local places. And there's lots of free places within walking distance, like parks and things like that. But then there's also places where you can stop and have a bite or a cup of coffee or anything like that.
1: Exactly. Tip number two here is to follow the, ah, the dry dating trend. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: John just mentioned we're doing dry July, or dry January. Yeah. We're doing dry we're January. Doing dry, right. <laughs> right. And I think that this this is one of the things that we realized when we started cutting back our expenses that what alcohol was a big expense for us. And we do dry January from time to time because we realize not only do we save the money- more than once
1: a year though. Right.
0: We we save money on not purchasing alcohol, but it also cuts down on how frequently we dine out because we'll say, you know what, that's a place where we like to go and get wine or have a martini or something like that. Let's not go there. Let's save that for when we're not doing.
1: Like the other night, so we're in the heart of dry January- we were both craving sushi and David said, do you want to go get sushi? And I wanted to say yes. And he wanted to say yes, but we both know that it'd be really hard for us to say no to the sake if we were to go get the sushi. Mm -hmm. And so there might be some therapy that's required there, (laughs) but right now we just didn't go for
0: sushi. (laughs) Yeah. And, And dry dating is actually a really big trend right now. It's something that is... I think becoming more acceptable, especially among the millennial and Gen Z crowd, I think it's it's much more common there because I think that many of you in those generations are getting squeezed a little bit more financially. And that means that going out and dating and having a number of drinks is probably a little bit harder.
1: Or they're embarrassed by their Gen X leaders, <laughs> parents, <laughs> uncles. <laughs> they're also, I, I've been reading that there are dry bars. Popping up, yeah. I have never been to one, but allegedly they they exist, like <laughs> unicorns.
0: Or we do, <laughs> although we do watch Dry Bar on YouTube. On YouTube, that's a comedy funny. comedy channel.
1: And per Bumble, thirty four percent of global daters are now more likely to consider going dry dating than pre pandemic, and twenty nine percent of Americans surveyed believe societal norms around drinking and dating are shifting. So, if that's sort of the angle you want to go, hopefully this will provide you information that you don't feel any sort of inhibition about proposing this to a prospective first date person or early dating person.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot of people coming out of the pandemic are realizing how much they use drinking as a way of dealing with the pandemic and the, the inability. So a lot of people got used to drinking at home. And so maybe there might be a little bit more of a trend of people saying, I'm going to cut back on my drinking. we on a global detox. Yeah. All right. Number three here, consider hobbies that would basically be a non-traditional date. Instead of doing things like dining out drinks or movies, think about these other things, right? We've already talked about parks. Maybe think about a volunteering, a volunteer event, right? Is there something that is queer related in your community that the two of you could could go do together. I think that's a great way to kind of get to know um a little bit about the person that you're thinking about dating. Are they the kind of person that actually gives back to the community? Do they actually have a real heart there?
1: Why do you look at me like that, David? <laughs> no, you
0: you we've all, we have volunteered a number of times. Yeah. In and outside of the queer community, I'm not looking at you in particular, <laughs> there is a running joke in our circle of friends that John has a very, very, very cold, cold heart. Cold heart.
1: <laughs> and now it's a beautiful song. <laughs> then the, this one I love, and we used to do this as well, was intramural sports. We used to do flag football. Say that uh, word again? Intramur- intramural sports. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Haven't had a drink in days. I'm still slurring my words. <laughs> but you know, I know that it was a big thing in Denver when we were there at the time and i'm hoping that there's something like this here flag football kickballs was a big trend as well as softball but i know that pickleball is something that's really kind of catching the zeitgeist right now that might be something to look out for frisbee league they have, they call that thing was that frisbee <laughs> league so- frisbee golf yes what they call frisbee golf hiking, jogging, all sorts of things. And there are actually groups that actually do this together. So if you're not inclined to go on a one-on-one date with somebody for whatever reason, you want it to be a little, little bit more social, you can look for groups that are doing this and or just corral your own gaggle gaggle of friends to do it and and, and, and bring your new beau along with you.
0: Yeah. Uh, or- Although I will will caution that sometimes these leagues can become... Expensive expensive because of the desire to go out with everybody after the yeah. event and spend a lot of money on drinking or dining out. So just be cautious, right? It is the Make sure that the activity is the focus, not the social activity well, afterwards. And so I
1: think that calls to mind, like you talked about the, this with the happy hour, maybe one of the really important tips that people need to implement is figure out, okay, what is, same with your investing, what is the entrance strategy and what is the exit strategy? When are you actually going to leave? Because Inevitably, after flag football, the gang was always going out for drinks. So, whether, you know, there were times that we couldn't go out because we had early meetings the next day or whatever, which so we just had to ha- know that what our limitations were. We played you know, on Sundays. <laughs> so, yeah, we played on Sundays. Sorry. So, maybe it's just, you know, with whatever you decide to do, whether you want to follow any of these tips that we're recommending or you come up with something on your own, just know exactly what your limitations are and yeah. set those boundaries. And it seems like now is an amicable time to, Share those boundaries with prospective dating partners. And it shouldn't be so, you shouldn't be able to feel so, I don't know, concerned that they're going to be like, oh, you're weird. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> point number four. Point <laughs> number four
1: stay at the F home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Game night, Sometimes. movie night, Pollock night, home cooked dinners, and doing puzzles together. There are all sorts of activities that we actually outline in this beautiful book called <laughs> Four. But again, this one in particular, especially we got host a couple of times where we were good. We had, we, we host hosted, ourselves. <laughs> we hosted stay at home nights to save money. But then because we were the host, we ended up paying for almost everything, if not all of everything. And then it actually didn't save us any money in the long run. It saved everybody else money. So you have to also, I think have the courage and the constitution to say, okay, I'm happy to be the host, but you're going to be responsible for this. And you're going to be responsible for that. And you have to spread the responsibility around so that you're not eating all the costs for everything. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And don't let everybody else just show up with chips and salsa. Yeah. (laughs) Unless it's a chips and salsa theme, right? Unless it's taco night. Right. Exactly. All right. Now point number five, this is one I think that scares a lot of people, but have the money conversation. Talk about your budget upfront with your prospective partner, with the person you're dating, right? This may not be your very first date topic, but A couple of dates in, bring up the money conversation. It may be an easier way to explain to somebody that you have some financial goals that you're working towards. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of money on this particular, on this date or on dating. Let's find some ways to do this more economically. And the reality is that some people may fall in love with you because of that. They they are literally... We've had this question come up in the Queer Money Facebook group a couple of times. Is there a dating group for people who are looking for folks who are working towards financial independence, people who are concerned about their money? How do I connect with someone else who's not the big spender?
1: There's not currently an app or a website that does that. So probably your best resource is to sign up for the Queer Money Facebook group. (laughs) Plug, plug, plug. All right, for a recap, here are our five recommendations to score big at inflight dating and scoring an amazing date. Think NSE, not so expensive. Follow the dry dating trend. Consider hobbies, non-traditional dates rather than dining out, drinking out, movies out. Movies are expensive. Number four, stay home. And then number five, talk about your budget upfront and stay tuned for your quick money takeaway from this episode. make sure to check out more ways that Capital One can help you achieve financial well-being at CapitalOne.com. That's CapitalOne.com.
0: Thank you folks for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Here's your takeaway. Whether you're with the one or you're still trying to find them, redefine what dating means to you so it fits your budget and this high inflation environment.
1: For your chance to win a free copy of our book for The Four Principles of a Debt-Free Life, subscribe to the Queer Money email list in your podcast player or in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube. Then join us next Thursday or this coming Thursday for another Queer Money bonus episode and next Tuesday when we talk about LGBTQ money on the Queer Money podcast. Thank you and have a great week.